Hey, what's up everyone? Just wanted to let you know that today's Grindcast is going to be partnered with Nash Nutrition. They're known for their all-natural protein bars called Nash Bars. They have 20 grams of protein. Nash Nutrition operates out of my hometown, Youngstown, Ohio, operated by husband and wife uh, duo Chad and Hannah. They combine Hannah's background as a nutritionist and Chad's background in pro powerlifting and fitness coaching and created a product that's gluten, soy, and dairy free and has no artificial sweeteners, fillers, or preservatives. Uh, maintaining a healthy lifestyle is important to me. Everybody knows that. So I was super excited when they sent me some of their Nash bars, which came in uh, four different flavors. We had uh, peanut butter bliss, blueberry coconut cashew, dark chocolate chunk, and peanut butter chocolate chip. This one's peanut butter bliss right here. Make sure you show them some love and place an order at mynashbar.com. And they're good too. I had a few of them already. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told them I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? What's up, Welcome gang? to the Grindcast. Simon, Simon Arias here. here. Get ready. It's Get a, ready. a new day. New day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Of course, we got Big Perm in the house. Up, we got a, another special guest, my really good friend, uh. Bobby Steele from RJ Steele in the house. What's up, Bobby? What's, What's up, up Bobby? What's up, Simon? My dog, my dog, Bobby. Thanks We're, for having me, guys. Man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I know how busy that you are. As a husband, as a father, as a business person, yeah. as a board member uh, at Inspiring oh, my, Minds that yeah. goes above and beyond the call yeah. of duty, Let's you go. know, for, for everybody, man. I'm just uh, grateful to have you on here. I know you're going to add a ton of value to uh, to the listeners. So, you know, I was somebody was asking me downstairs before I got up here. Uh, they were like, you know, how did you guys how did you guys meet? And, you know, I think was was cool about, you know, how how Bobby and I met is through you know, really the youth program that we both support right now, uh, Inspiring Minds. And so, you know, I had a golf outing in uh, Youngstown, a fundraiser years ago for Inspiring Minds Youngstown. And, um, you know, I I tried to get people to come out to support. We had a decent, you know, decent uh, group that came out. But what's crazy is, you know, people that that you think would come that are close, you know, don't show up. And then I had a group of people, you know, that I barely knew, you know, and, and Josh and the in the group, they drove down from Pittsburgh all the way down to Youngstown yeah. to golf in, in the golf outing. And it blew my mind, you know, of, of how down to earth they were. You know, I knew uh, of, you know, Bobby, you know, through others, you know, we had casually met before, but never really had the opportunity to talk and uh, Emery, who owns Armina Stone, was there, and then Josh, and all of them came down oh, with all the exotic Stone. whips. Yeah, oh, that's the day, right? All the exotic oh, whips, yeah, all the exotic yeah. whips, and the orange and, ones. It, yellow, it came yellow. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was and that's how, that's how we that's how we you know we linked up and, and mm. we met that day. And then over time, they would just support. They would just always support, awesome, be bro. charitable anytime they needed. We needed anything, and we started Crazy. to just help people in Pittsburgh together, yeah. you know, and stuff. And then from there, just evolved into why don't we open up? you know, a youth program like that here in Pittsburgh. And, you know, Bobby has gone above and beyond, 
you know, the call of duty, like times oh, 10, yeah. uh, hands yeah, on with it. You know, he's hands on with the kids, comes down to the Stowe Rock School, helps. He's, he's taking a bunch of our kids to Sarasota where he uh, uh, goes and has a place and, and knows everybody. He's like the mayor of Sarasota. <laughs> and uh, he's taking all the Inspire Minds yeah. chapters. There's like 100 kids coming down, and Bobby's like set it Let's up. Go. Man, he got a... He got a heart of heart of gold. So, Bobby, I'm I'm looking forward to to uh, having you share some of your story and your journey, you know, with with uh, with the listeners. I I know the thing that you're most proud of, you know, is is uh, being a husband and being a father. And we'll get to that. But why don't you give uh, the listeners a little bit of your background and your story? I appreciate that, Simon, and thank you for having me, guys. Perm, sure. appreciate My it. Man. Um, a little background about me: I grew up in Washington County. Um, down and went to Chartiers Houston High School. I graduated in 1993. From there, went to the uh, Marine Corps. Got out of the Marine Corps. Thank came you for home. your service. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. They'd be proud to see you're still in uniform. Yeah, that's you, it. You, still. Andy, this is what I love about sure. Bobby. He, you want to talk about yeah. keeping it real? <laughs> we could go to a seven-star restaurant, and I'm like, Bobby, you in uniform, dog? Black t-shirt, camo that's shorts is what they're going to get out of you. That's what they get every time, man. Everywhere we go. Camo it. shorts and a black t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so after after I got out of the service, you know, I came home and uh, a little bit before I went to the service, you know, I was about say 15 years old and uh you know, kids are starting to get jobs and stuff like that. We didn't know what we was going to do. And my buddy's mom was like, "Hey, you guys want to sell some weed for me?" <laughs> well, I was like, "Sure." I didn't know much about it, but I was like, "Yeah, what do we do?" So then she started showing us like, you know, she's showing us how to bag it up and stuff. So we started doing that. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, I got really good at it, you know, like real good. Yeah, yeah. Like so good that the, the, that the uh, Mexicans from Arizona came up to meet me and was like, hey, what's this kid doing? Right. You know, so we get, yeah. we get going on that. A little bit later on, stuff starts to happen and we get in some trouble. And I left and went to the Marine Corps, you know, right. got out of town, went to the Marines. And uh, my other buddy went to prison for four years, you know. Um, so I figured a change of pace, get out of there, get that done. Got into the Marine Corps. Everything was going well. Excel, you know, excelling. Uh, got meritoriously promoted from private lance corporal to a corporal. Um, things were going well, you know. Got out, came home. When I came home, it was the same thing. Like, didn't know anything. Didn't really, you know, have anything else going on. So, picked right up where I left off. Got getting in trouble, you know. Um, hustling again this time we moved up from you know weed to uh selling some other stuff met back up with our guys from arizona things got real big real quick um and then 2003 everything all crashed down on me you know i uh, got arrested got sentenced did 10 almost 10 years in prison for it um, a decade wow Almost ten years, you know. Um, it was crazy. It was it was uh, it was an eye opening experience. Um, I thought I was running a legit business. We had like right. stealer tickets. We had like meetings and had right. dinner. You know what I mean? We had everything but a four hundred one k going on. <laughs> I thought it was legit, but I guess you know they thought otherwise. So um, I'll tell you: is January. Um, I got arrested January two thousand and three. I'm still in the penitentiary, just you know acting up. I'm young. I, it's all I knew. It's all I was going to do. And July 6, 2006, uh, I was talking to my father on the phone, and he told me that I was uh, going to see my daughter grow up in pictures. And 
that I'd never, you know, mount anything, and that was the path that I was on, and that he accepted it. My daughter got on the phone with me the same day, same time, and I'm talking to her, and she told me she was going to be a doctor so she could fix me because I was broken. Wow. Mm, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, so wow. that moment, and I tell you, that moment, and, and I mean this from all of my heart, that moment, I went back up into my, my cell, shut the doors, and just, you know I mean, pretty much ask God, why? Why can everybody else see it and not me, you know? Mm-hmm. What's going on in my life? Uh picked up the Bible, and I read it, didn't understand it, you know, didn't understand it, couldn't, I mean, it wasn't making sense to me, I was reading it and flipping back to something else that I read, and was like, wait a minute, I read this, makes no sense, why, what's it saying, and then I came, you know what I mean, it just came through, and from that moment on, I've changed my life, I stopped counting my time and stood up and started making my time count Mm. from that moment. I went and I got into like uh, some drug programs and some counseling programs and took some college classes and just I'm telling you from that day forward, I stopped taking and started giving back. And uh, fast forward to to where we are, I get out of prison June first, two thousand ten. I got to go to this gateway, um, halfway house in Pittsburgh over by Kennywood. I get a job. Uh, they hire me at this gas and oil company, and I put on my application, you know, when they'd ask about a felony, I said I would discuss at the interview. I'm on a, ha- I'm on a work release program, right. and I'm out working. So we're out working one night. It's like late at night, and they're like, hey, you know what I mean? We can't go home. And I was like, went over to the supervisor. I was like, dude, I got to go home. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on a work release program. Right, right. Like, I got to go. You know what I mean? I either go home or they're taking right, me too. back. So then he's like, what do you mean? You're all so he starts getting all upset. And then luckily for him, though, but they um, they take me back. The next morning, I got to go into the operation manager's office. He takes me in, and he's like, hey, what, uh, you know, I mean, you didn't disclose none of this. We should fire you right now and this and that. And I said, but, sir, I did. Clearly said on my application, we'll discuss that interview. I said, had I been the interviewer, I would have asked that question, but I wasn't the interviewer, you know? And he was like, oh, you, you're right. You, I mean, you, you got a point. And then the supervisor that brought me home that night was like, hey, don't let this guy go. There's something about him. Don't let him go, you know. And to, to that, I uh, made it to, to a supervisor, then to superintendent and operations manager, wow. then vice president of operations wow. in their company. All along, you know, just still had that that stigma on my back about like been in trouble felony convictions um noting too i came home my driver's license was were suspended till 2052 you know wow uh, yeah 2052 That's i started writing really all these off. all these letters you know i was tired of taking the bus everywhere like uh, i was i get up at five o'clock in the morning this is back when i was in shape though. i was like yeah. working out so <laughs> i came home so i'd take a bus from gateway to downtown at like 4 30 in the morning and then go to the gym for two hours and then go to work catch a bus to mount washington then to cannonsburg work all day get back on the bus go back down to the city Go back down and then usually miss the last bus, so I have to run down the train tracks to get into the into the uh, center before my curfew time. And I'll tell you, there's a, one night stands out. I'm running down the tracks. It's raining. It's miserable. I worked all day, and right over the hill, you could hear like live club music and all that, and people were just having a good time. And I'm like, Damn. man, 
is this all worth it? Am I doing the right thing? You know, am I doing the right thing? But in my back of my mind, I always got my daughter telling me, you know, she's going to fix me. So I'm like, all right, so just keep running, keep running back to the, uh, back to the center, get back in, get signed up. You know, things are going good. I'm at night writing letters to all these places that had my driver's license suspended, just telling them what, where I've come from, what I've done and where I'm mm-hmm. going and, and what I want to do. And slowly but surely, and they just send, start sending letters back, lifting, you know, lifting them, lifting them, lifting them. Then I had like two real tough ones. Uh, I saved up some money, reached out and got this uh, attorney, driver's license attorney, paid him. He did his thing. I got my license back in six months. You, know? you got out. Six months, yeah. Six wow. months. So literally from 2052 to six <laughs> months later, December of twenty. Of 2010, I got my license. So there's lessons all over the place in this already. The first lesson is just because you see something that somebody tells you doesn't mean that you can't change that. A lot of people would just say, I'm done 2052 if you're persistent with it. And then, you know, a lot of people would have came out, you know, with those circumstances, you know, taking the bus, Mm. you know coming home after right. 10 years whatever and just chalking it up and saying yeah. what else am i going to do i'm going to i might right. as well go back to the streets going back to do stuff like that right. and you said i'm gonna grind it out yeah, i'm right. a grind i'm gonna grind it out and start to work your way up to be honest, through this man, company the, the old me would have did that but something had right. changed man something changed in me you know and and i would have done it i would have gave up and i would have went back to that easy road but i figured you know nothing good comes easy i, mm. I gotta Amen. work and i gotta work hard for it and then I started like I started realizing that there was more that I needed to do than just take care of me. You know, I needed to give back. I needed to show that that there is a way. You know, right. when, that that having a felony conviction and that being in the penitentiary for almost ten years and it, all this stuff doesn't define who I am today. You know, it it uh, I just used that just more motivation and more motivation to give back. Then I started um I started speaking at prisons. I go back to prisons to this day and I speak on on that there is life after prison and don't let them hold you down and don't let you your past be be uh you know, who you are. Change it. You know, right. go go get out and, and work hard and get a job and you know, take these steps, slow steps, small steps, you know. Not everybody's gonna get out and run a company, not everybody's gonna get out and have you know everything handed to him it just doesn't work that way you know um you got to keep going how long were you out before you started your company i was out for five years uh five years i had taken me that's uh, what people don't see they right now they just see lamborghinis beautiful family lamborghinis living life must be nice bobby must be nice was it nice taking the bus was it nice was it nice with no license for six months was it nice five years before you own you know you started that company and then that had to be a journey from the time you start the company to to now where we are today you know and that was the thing too you know with everything that's going on every step forward you worry about the three steps back you mean you worry about setbacks and stuff but i just kept telling myself i'm just going to keep grinding i'm going to keep moving forward i'm going to keep helping as much as i can you know i looked at it like whenever i was selling drugs and doing all that i took for many many Mm -hmm. years you know just took 
So it's my time to give back as much as I can. And and like the thing that you just hinted on, it must be nice. I hear that all the time. All the time, dog. All the time. It must be nice. And most people that say it to me don't even know know me, don't know my story, don't know what happened at at my life. You know, um, I do have a, I'm blessed. I do have a beautiful family, which keeps me grounded and keeps me humble. How many kids you got? I have four kids. I have uh, three daughters and I have a son. Um, who are everything to me. I want them to be, I don't ever want to hear again that they're going to fix me. You know I mean? Right. I'm here. I was put on earth to protect and provide for them and fix the things that they needed. I don't, didn't, wasn't put here for them to fix me, but they did, but she did. Um, my daughter, Haley, who just turned 21 and, and man, I'm so proud of her. She has her own house, you know, she's 21 wow. years old, financed her own house. Her and her boyfriend are doing great, you know, living good. I'm super so happy. So the oldest is 21, huh? 21, yeah, just turned 21. Um, and then I have a 14-year-old and a 13-year-old daughters, two daughters who are amazing young ladies. They are just super sweet and caring and loving and giving. And, and uh, it's, just, it's just so uh, overwhelming Crazy. to see them give back, you know, without any question. They're just there to help. And, Boom anything and i throw all kind of stuff at them don't get that i throw everything at them i call them up and be like hey we got this thing with jamie's dream which is uh, another nonprofit that we help out which is for for terminal young young children we go and and give them their last dream you know whether it's riding a horse or going to jellystone national park or we're going to try to get a couple up in a helicopter, oh. whatever we can do for them. Sweet, My little man. girls are like, let's go, Sweet, dad. Man. We're right here for you. We'll do whatever. So five years, you yeah. started that after you left, right? Five years. Five yep. years. Now, how did you come up with your name? So the name R.J. Steele Construction, my name is Bobby, but my real name is Robert John Steele, and my wife's middle name is Josephine, Megan Josephine Steele. Mm. So we combined the R and the J in our last name and made R.J. Steele Construction. Love it. So that's how we come. I mean, it's it's great. I, I always want her to be a part of what's going on, yeah. you know. Not always listen to her, but I always want her to be a part of it, you know. And not, Great woman, too. Yeah. You can't do this type of stuff and, and no. all that without that type of supporting, sure, you know, man. cast, supporting woman at home like that. It is crazy, too, because they don't get enough credit for what they do behind the scenes. I mean, we're, we're always out here, you know, doing what we're doing. But the Good women time. behind the scenes, you know, all of them. They, they do so much for the children, so much for, for us. They support all Amen. the things that we do when we come home. We're like, hey, we're taking 100 kids to Sarasota. You know, pack your bag. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay, no problem. Tell me, tell me when, when people say, you know, must be nice, mm-hmm. what are a couple things that, you know, to people that don't know, you know, you and what you've been through that, that you would say that people don't see? When they say it must be nice, like when you could think of moments of how you got to where you are. I think it's like it's the moments like, you know, and they say it must be nice when I'm sending out emails at at like 10, 11, 1230 at night and still answering the phone at 5 a.m. You know what I mean? Like we're it must be nice. I'm always working. I'm always trying to think and try to do more, always sacrificing time with my family and my kids so that I can be out there and do more looking right. at jobs out like uh late at night you know because most people get off work five six o'clock you know and I send our superintendent roger and all them and our office staff go home i go in and, and make that happen i'll go out and check it out 
look at them and then take them notes. Usually my notes are wrong. <laughs> they got to figure it out. But, you know, I, I take it to them. <laughs> you know, like, here, figure this one out for me. Um, but, the, the, uh, like, all the other things, too, like, they, they don't realize, like, the stress and the worry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not for only me. It's uh, We have, like, 50 employees, you know, yeah. that we worry about. That if I make the, the wrong move, that their, their families and their lives are, are uh, affected by it. So I need to make no sure doubt. that I'm always – trying to stay one step ahead to, to keep everybody going, you know? And I don't think too, that, that a lot of people realize how personal it is. Like I care, like if I see you out, I want you to be like, Hey, that's a good guy. I don't want you to be like, Oh, look, that's a no good for not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I always want, like, I always right. like put that out there. I want everybody. But you won't to. make everybody happy. No, no. You can try. No. Yeah. You could be as good hearted as you want. But oh. not everybody's always going to approve like, in man, your human. You, Bobby. For sure. So how do you handle that? So, the, you know, the hardest part about it, I think, at all was me learning and having to accept that the best decisions aren't always the most popular ones. You know, like, and I got to make a decision, and sometimes it's going to affect people, and they're not going to be happy about it. So I, I just do my best. You know, I pray a lot. I, uh, I uh, look for guidance, Simon. I mean, How, I how much has faith played a, a part? In your journey, do you think? Oh, it's played a major part in my journey, and I'm I'm gonna be the first to admit that my walk with God has been a roller coaster ride. You know, some days it's up, some days it's down, but at the end of the day, it always ends with Him. You know, my faith is is strong and it's unwavering. You know, and it, it's faith and family and country and you know everything is, is, is the above. We just keep moving, keep grinding, keep rolling forward. You know, every obstacle that they throw at us. You know, that's one thing about me. I don't. I don't try to go around him anymore. I meet him all head on. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome to the Grindcast. Simon Arias here. Get ready. It's a new day.